0: What is going on everybody? Welcome to the greater than us podcast. It has been a few months since the last podcast Even more than a few months. It's going on almost a half a year, but that's okay. I'm back. We're better than ever Hope you guys are doing fantastic in any season of your life You know Winter is finally out of here and I'm extremely happy about that grateful for that because nobody dislikes the cold more than me A lot of us don't like it at all, but man, I'm right right up there with you guys. I, I can't stand it. Spring is finally upon us. Yesterday, March 20th, was actually the first day of spring, so weather is finally starting to turn around. Still a little bit chilly, but at least it's not freezing outside and there's not snow on the ground. So, hope you guys had a fantastic holiday season, great Christmas, great New Year's, and that you're off to a great start with this new year. And that's pretty much going to lead into what this first episode of this new year is going to be about. I started off this new year doing the 75 Hard program created by Andy Frisilla. And this episode won't be about 75 Hard as a whole, but it'll be about 75 days that I went with no social media. Yes, that's right. I went 75 days. The first 75 days of this 2021 year with no social media at all, deleted it off my phone, didn't log in, any of that for 75 days straight. Now, that is not one of the stipulations for 75 Hard. I will actually be having another podcast episode about 75 Hard by itself with uh, Rocco and Ryan, the two people I completed it with, So that'll be another episode. I'm excited for you guys to hear all of our perspectives on that. But this episode will be solely focused on just 75 days of no social media. And let me just start out by telling you guys, it was crazy. It is something I've never done before since, you know, I was at least probably 13, 14. I don't remember the exact age, but I've always had at least some sort of social media, Instagram, Snapchat, you name it. You know, we we all have them. So 75 days without it was a complete new thing for me and it really just allowed me to dive deeper into myself, figure out more about who I am and just have more presence overall. But first, before we dive into it and my experience as a whole, you know, I think it's important that we start this off with, you know, what is social media to begin with? How did it come about and You know, what's really kind of the history of it? Because a lot of us, including myself, before I did this 75 days without it, you know, we're just kind of on these platforms and these apps and these websites. And we spend a lot of our time on there and we really don't know any of the history behind it. We don't know what the intentions were when they were created and, you know, the history of them as a whole and how they're being used now. So I did a little bit of research into that, you know, nothing too crazy. You could take 30 minutes to an hour out of your day just to do some of the research that I found, if you really wanted to, and come to a similar conclusions that I did. Maybe some of the stats might be a little different just based off the website, but the general consensus across the board will will generally be the same. And uh, so yeah, let's just jump right into it. First things first, like, what is social media? Obviously, social media are just websites and applications that allow users to create content and share content online and participate in social networking. That's what social media is websites and applications for us to get on there, create and share content, and connect with people. And, you know, at surface level, that doesn't sound like a bad thing at all. It's actually a really good thing if. That's all it was used for. You know, the very first social media, it was called Six Degrees. It was made in 1997. And basically, what you did was you just signed up with an email, you created a personal profile, and you just added people on there to just expand your social network, your your circle of influence, just meet new people. That ended in about 2003. So you know, like I said, prior about a minute earlier like these social networks were definitely created with positive intention just to meet new people and share your experiences and you know along the way we kind of got knocked off of that rail but you know so the six degrees social media very first one ever created ends in 2003 boom right there myspace comes out in 2003 and uh In its prime time, MySpace had about 250 million users and it became the most popular uh, social network ever created at, at its time. You know, obviously, MySpace is now obsolete. Not many people use it anymore, but, you know, it was the Six Degrees website and then MySpace. Those were like the first big two. And then Facebook actually came out in 2004 and then... In 2008, that's when Facebook passed MySpace for the most viewed, visited social network. So it only took Facebook, you know, those four years to catch up to MySpace and have more users than MySpace as a whole. So then, you know, YouTube, YouTube came out in 2005. By 2006, it was actually bought by Google for $1.65 billion and had around 50 million users at the time. And then in 2012, YouTube had 800 million users. And in 2020, YouTube has now 2.3 billion users, with 79% of all internet users having their own YouTube account. So let's just retrace this timeline real quick, and that's just how quickly these social networks got built and how popular they became and are becoming in a short amount of time. MySpace in 2003 had 250 million users. It goes obsolete. Facebook's now the most popular social network in 2008. And then YouTube comes along 2005, 2006. It's bought by Google for over a billion dollars, has 50 million users in 2006. and then in 2012 has over 800 million users. So that is just astronomical growth. In less than a decade, for all of these social networks, then we have Instagram coming along. It's released, you know, to the iPhone in 2010 of October. It gets 25,000 downloads the very first day. By the end of that first week in October in 2020, 10 Instagram has 100,000 100, users. So just in a week's time, it has over 100,000 users. And then after three months, so by the time 2011 rolls around, that new year, it has over 1 million users. So it took Instagram just three to four months to get over a million users. Absolutely insane. And then, you know, shortly after that, in 2012, it's bought by Facebook with 27 million active users. So it took Instagram two years to get to 27 million active users purchased by Facebook. And and then obviously the most recent one that everybody's using now is uh, TikTok, which was created in and 2016. And, you know, that was just in China. In 2017, it goes international. So in November of 2018, it had 680 million monthly active users. Then in February of 2021, it got up to 1.1 billion monthly users. So I'm leaving out other social medias like insta or not instagram like twitter and snapchat reddit you know there's obviously many more thousands more probably of social networks that I don't even know all of them but that's that's besides the point the main point that I'm trying to convey is that these are relatively new creations and they have just absolutely blown up in the last decade Having millions and billions of active monthly users. Now we've all seen this take place. We are all socially connected using these social media networks. And it's just really become a part of our everyday lives. And it sometimes goes just kind of unseen. We all just kind of fell victim to it. Not that it's a bad thing, but it's just something to be aware of. And I won't get too much into the revenue and the amount of money on ads spent into them. But just real quick... In 2020 alone, $151 billion worth of ads were spent on just internet and social media advertising compared to only $107 billion for traditional ads such as TV, radio, newspaper ads. So we have almost a $50 billion difference in the amount of ads spent, majority being on internet and social network sites so the traditional form of advertising and how we reach consumers if you're a company has completely changed and again not that that's a bad thing but it's just something to be aware of so obviously as more and more users are getting on to these social networks more and more companies are going to try to start promote their products or their services on these networks so It's just very eye-opening to see the growth and how rapidly it is taking over. So not only are we seeing a shift in how businesses, companies, and people market their products and services to their consumers by using these social networks, but we are also seeing how it can affect everyday users and people in general when it comes to their anxiety, depression, their uh, ability to handle difficult situations and how they act with people in public. You know, we're seeing a rapid increase in the amount of people that have depression and have anxiety. And it's because of these social networks or has, you know, partly to do with it. There's still a lot of research being done of what could be linked to what and everything like that. But it's definitely a true statement, even for myself, that it's hard not to compare yourself to others when that's all you're seeing, is you're seeing highlight reels of people's lives, just you know, a famous person happy on a beach, yacht, whatever it might be, somebody with the perfect body that you might want. How could we not look at ourselves and beat ourselves up for not having those things or wanting those things and then becoming overly depressed and anxious because we don't have those things? So, there is a tremendous connection between unhappiness and the amount of time spent on social media it really boils down to people creating unreal expectations of themselves due to them only seeing highlight reels of other people we have to remember that that picture or one minute video that we might see on Instagram or Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, whatever social network that you may be using is literally a one-minute or one-picture photo of a highlight that that person shows for you to see. That is not an in-depth look into their lives. Some of those people could be very unhappy and they choose to put photos of themselves looking happy to put up a persona or to just basically fake it till they make it sort of thing. And I feel like I fell into that trap. I was posting things that maybe weren't necessarily true of myself, just trying to put up an image to look like I was happy. And that's what these 75 days without the social media has really showed me more than anything is that we don't need these social networks. We don't need them at all. In fact... I recommend that we all delete it for a period of time. Obviously, it doesn't have to be 75 days. That's a bit extreme. I was just doing that because of the 75-day hard as well. But it really just goes to show that we don't need these platforms. We don't need to be comparing ourselves to other people. We don't need to constantly be looking at other people's lives and trying to mimic and mirror theirs. Just because they look happy online doesn't mean that they are happy in real life. A lot of them, yeah, I'm sure that they are happy, but a lot of them, maybe not so much. So what it really comes down to is finding happiness within yourself, posting the things that you want to post, and looking at yourself in the mirror and asking yourself, how can I get better each and every day, not how can I mimic somebody that I'm seeing on social media. One huge thing that I've noticed, even after re-downloading them, is just how the interface on some of these applications look in our designs you know I highly recommend real quick that you if you haven't already seen watch the social dilemma on Netflix it really just kind of shows how these social networks are being operated and how addictive they can be and how they're actually designed to be addictive and keep us users on them for as long as possible and the reason they want you on there as long as possible again is because they have ads running they're making money the more that we spend on there they might be free apps but they get paid every time you click on an ad or every time you buy something off of you know somebody who ran an ad for for their company on one of these social networks and the thing i notice is especially on like Instagram I'll just use that one is i'll scroll through my feed And it'll be filled with people that I don't even follow. At the top, it just says suggested for you based off people you follow or your recent likes, something like that. And that's just mind-boggling to me that I'm being shown images and ads of people that I don't even follow just based off of what my previous things were. So again, go watch The Social Dilemma. It really goes into depth about how it is that these algorithms work for these social networks and how they are designed to keep you online. So that was a big thing that I noticed was, again, just getting on there and seeing people that I don't even follow and just watching the algorithm at work. You know, it's an endless feed now. It doesn't ever stop. It's it's like TikTok. You get on there and you can just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. So if you don't think that these apps aren't designed to keep you on there, then please go watch The Social Dilemma and I guarantee you that your mind will be changed. So obviously we all know the, the bad of social media and earlier I already told you what it was created for for us to share experiences and connect with people online. So it was definitely intended with good intentions, pure intentions, just for us to meet new people and share our experiences. But somewhere along the line with the rapid growth and the and the, and the ads, revenue, stuff like that, money being made off of these, these social networks came along and kind of twisted the narrative to where now we as consumers are being used more than we're actually using the app. And they do it in such a subtle way. They make you stay on there. They show you things that you want to see, that you love to see. So it just goes right under our nose. But please, let's be aware of these things, people. Let's not spend more time on them than we need to be. Let's not compare ourselves to other people and trying to live other people's lives, as I said earlier. So that was you know, uh, the history of social media and how quickly it exploded and how it's different now from what it was intentionally created for and if you're still here you know I appreciate you guys still listening and hearing me out and now I'll just jump into real quick before I wrap it up just kind of what my actual experience was like for those 75 days you know and you know for the first week two weeks even months or so it was it was very strange and it just goes to show how much I was relying on it and using it in an everyday basis to the point where i would open up my phone i would go swipe you know to the page where the app usually would be and i would click on where it used to be and i would do that several times a day and it was just like wow your app is gone and your brain is still telling you go find the app click on it and view whatever it is so that right there it was super alarming to me it's like Again, so habitual, such a part of my routine to just every day go on there, check it multiple times a day. And it made me uncomfortable. There were several times where I wanted to re-download it and just check in, see what people were doing, how people were doing, what people were posting, what people were saying on Twitter, whatever it might have been. But I didn't do it. I didn't budge. And then after about, I would say, a month or so, it just became part of my new normal routine, wasn't wanting to check it at all, had no interest in it. People would even text me, ask if I seen this or that. And it's like, nope, don't care. You know, if you want to get a hold of me, just call me, text me, FaceTime me. That's fine. Absolutely. But there was no way I was getting back on social and it just, uh, I'm grateful for the experience, but I am glad to be back on there. And the main takeaway that I have is, you know, how I want to start using it now. And that's just, Using it as a tool to share my experience, be completely authentic, share what I want to share and not try to mimic other people's and really just be aware of myself when I'm on these sites and these applications of just not pointlessly scrolling and make sure I'm following people that I want to follow that are posting uplifting things and kind of on a like-minded path as myself. Overall, I would say that the benefits were very high for deleting it for these 75 days. You know, I just felt more connected with the people around me, my family, with myself. I was more focused on things that I wanted to focus on. I, I, I read more, finished five books in three months. I've read more than I've ever read in my life in this short amount of time. Learned more about myself. I became more physically active I can say I'm in the best physical shape of my life and I'm just overall generally happier because of the experience you know it probably has a lot to do with the 75 heart as a whole as well but the no social media really played its factor to say the least and um So yeah, I I recommend that you guys at least go a, a weekend without it or if you want to do a week, maybe even a month if you're feeling extreme. You know, it doesn't have to be 75 days without it, but just separate yourself from it for a while and see, you know, how it positively impacts you and so you can look back at the times on and time off of it and just really be aware of everything that's going on with it. I appreciate you guys listening this far if you've gotten this far. We have more amazing content coming soon. I can't wait to share my experiences with you guys. The 75 Heart is a whole new wisdom that I've been bringing in through these books and just share that with you guys. So yeah, it's been awesome speaking with you guys again. I'm so glad to finally be back on the mic releasing content, releasing these podcast episodes. It really, if, if you guys get anything from it, that just means the world to me because really it just means the world to me to even be putting stuff like this out. You know, I love to do it. I love to share my experience and the things I'm going through just so that we all know that we're not going through this stuff alone. So, if you guys get anything from it, you know, that just means even more to me than you guys can even imagine. So, thank you again if you made it this far. This is definitely the longest podcast that I have released, a little over 20 minutes. And I really enjoyed being able to break down the stats and stuff this time. So, maybe that'll be something that I continue. Either way, hope you guys are doing fantastic. Again, like I said at the start, let's keep killing it. Let's keep crushing it. It's 2021, y'all. The time is now. Our time is now to step into our best, truest selves. Tyler Ron reminding you that it's greater than us. See you next time.